0: Cubs and Red Sox. John Lackey hoping to avoid his fourth straight loss. We'll take it to the bottom of the third. Hanley Ramirez at the plate. 1-0 pitch from Lackey. Swung on and hammered. Way back it goes. This ball is gone and then some. Hanley Ramirez with a solo shot, his second homer of the year, and the Red Sox now lead it 3-0. Red Sox and Cubs game two of this three-game interleague set. 0-2 pitch. And this one is hit high and deep to right field. Mookie going back to the track. He looks up. It is gone. It's now a one-run ball game. Anthony Rizzo with his sixth home run. It is now three to two, Red Sox. Well, as we said, that wind is really gusting out now to right field. I'm not so sure he really needed it. Rizzo a lot of pop, and he gets this knuckleball kind of right back into the happy zone here, inner half and up a little bit. Rizzo just hits this one over the Cubs bullpen. Lackey wines and he'll throw his 77th pitch right here. Benintendi oh. crushes one deep to right center field. Headed for the bullpen it is gone. A home run. A first pitch homer for Andrew Benintendi. His third of the year and the Red Sox lead it 4-2. to I don't know if that was Joe Kelly out in the pen trying to be Robbie Ross or not. But somebody went after that. They had no chance. Did he hit this ball into that not quite the 420 triangle but the The very edge of the Red Sox bullpen hit it over the bullpen. This was a line drive. I mean this wasn't the long Anthony Rizzo home run. This thing was a line drive rocket from Benintendi Red Sox with home runs solos from Hanley Ramirez and Andrew Benintendi and a two run shot by the Cubs first baseman Anthony Rizzo knuckleball Montero hammers it this one's deep to right and we are tied at four. First ball swinging, Miguel Montero. He got a knuckleball 69 miles an hour, and he drove it out over the Cubs bullpen. And we're all even at four in the top of the seventh. The 0-2 to Schwarber. And a swing and a looper into shallow center field. That's going to get down for a hit. The Cubs are going to take the lead. Here comes Jay to the plate. He is safe at home, and it's an RBI base hit for Kyle Schwarber. It's 5-4 Chicago. Cubs win this one 7-4. After losing three consecutive starts, John Lackey improves to two and three. He goes six, allowing four earned runs on eight hits. Stephen Wright gets the loss. He goes six and a third, allowing five earned runs on seven hits. John Farrell and the Red Sox couldn't come out on top against the Cubs on Saturday as they lose seven to four. Here's the Red Sox skipper on the loss.
1: With the exception of the 0-2 slow knuckleball that Stephen threw to to Rizzo, uh, this was his best knuckleball that he's had to date. I uh, thought he was in, in good shape, even going out for the seventh inning, facing the bottom of the order, which, you know, Montero is a, a good fastball hitter. He had handled him well with soft stuff. Uh, knuckleball stays up uh, and, and it floats out of here with the wind blowing out to right. Uh, he got it good, but that ties it up. Um, but I thought what Steven was able to do was, was to get us deeper in the game, game under control. Things got away from us in the seventh inning defensively. John, would you have handled the seventh inning? Yeah, I would have. Um, now I will say this: With Joe Kelly being down today, uh, we're, you know, in a situation if, if Robbie Scott starts that inning, you got Baez waiting to hit for uh, John Jay, uh, and not getting a favorable matchup, uh, you know, with, with the short porch on left here. So, uh, more than anything, uh, the way he had gone through the lineup just twice to that point, uh, you know, he was in good shape with, uh, you know, Stephen going back out for the seventh. So you think regardless you would have right was a good possibility. I still liked, you know, the matchup of the slow stuff against Montero. Jason. Um, why do you think uh, that so much better today? I, thought, I think, as I mentioned before the game, he found something uh, in between starts, uh, these last two starts, uh, where there was better energy in his delivery. Uh, we saw the consistent or more consistent break to his glove side, which is typical for him. Uh, and he had better violence for the most part of the day. But, you know, I think he kicks himself a little bit for the 0-2 pitch to, to Rizzo. That's, that's one against a really good hitter that the slow one, uh, when, when he's not really timing him up, that, that's the one he'd probably like to have back the most. And then, what did you see in that, uh, on that wild play where the You know, in the moment, it looked like Ben was late getting to the back, uh, on, on you know, the, the back end of that double play. <laughs> Bogey throws it, tries to lead him there, uh, ends up being behind him, uh, and then, you know, we end up throwing a ball around the ballpark. John. John, can you talk about that game, cook back here? I thought we had a lot of opportunities against John Lackey. Uh, we know the type of pitcher he is. He doesn't back away from a challenge. He, he will pitch off his fastball a lot. I thought we had some good swings against him. Um, and even a big opportunity in the fourth inning where he was able to get a key strikeout to finish that potential threat. So. I thought we one the match good early and in, in particularly the first half of the ball game. Uh, Koji was, as we've seen so many times before. Uh, John, you've had a rough couple of
0: weeks defensively, um, 14 hours in the last 10 games or so. How do you remedy that? Are you uh, concerned this is a long-term issue or just just a short-term No, I don't
1: think it's a long-term issue. I think we've got good athletes on the infield, particularly uh, today. That one play where you're, you know, you're, you're looking at two errors on one play is is not a, a pretty thing, but I think it's more. Uh, Situational in today's game. just that ball instead of trying to lead I mean, that's that's a split-second decision on his part. It's easy to say that now when it you know turns out like it did. Uh, but he's trying to complete the back end of the double play. Okay. you "not been surprised," by the success. Would you have expected them to have been as successful as they were entering today? By the performances that they've given us, uh, there's quality stuff. They've done a very good job of pitching to their strengths. Uh, this is a tough team to match up against. Uh, they're going to find a way to get their match up with the alternating left right in that lineup. But um, no, I wouldn't say that we've exceeded uh, what our internal expectations are. And yet, we have not been with a full complement of guys that are on our roster. Yeah. When Hanley takes a swing like that, does he look like he's maybe ready to go on the us? Yeah, you know, he. he it, it's it's a heck of a swing. Obviously, he hits the ball a long way, but you know we're seeing more consistent hard contact from him, uh, and he gets in a really good hitter count against Rondon. Unfortunately, he ends up with a little bit late sink to, to put the ball on the ground, but he, he's getting himself in, in that good rhythm that was apparent for so much last year. Other questions? Yeah. just on him. I you said the shoulders affected him. Is it specific to power with him? How, how does that kind of actually affect? Him? No, I, I don't see him. Uh, you know, I don't see him changing his swing or not having the same impact of baseball. Uh, I think if you you know, you recall last year, you know, it was the first six weeks of the season where there was more line drives. It began to get a little bit more loft as he got to the middle part of the season. Looks like we're starting to creep into that time frame for him.
0: Series wraps up on Sunday. Kyle Hendricks will take the hill for the Cubs. He'll square off against the Red Sox Eduardo Rodriguez.